It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning. Here we are on a Thursday morning. Joe Welke here with you, getting those chores done and getting all my ducks in a row. Well, kind of. But anyway, I had a little bit of disaster last night trying to flip over my hoop shed and I ended up poking the tire on the tractor. And then getting it over to the garage, I poked a hole in something else that I shouldn't have. So I think I just decided to hang it all up and head on to bed because, boy, I was not batting a thousand last night. But we've got a lot of county fairs around the area. To look forward to, we're going to be talking today about the changing in management at Dairy Management Incorporated, Poland buying some soybeans, retail prices about fertilizer. We haven't talked about that for a little while, so I'll just give you a little update on that. Milk production in June, and we're going to talk a little bit more about those county fairs. And the Wisconsin State Fair starts today and runs through the 14th. And along with that, there we will have some audio on care for those cows when in the heat. That uh, Stephanie talked to Jennifer Van Oss about heat and cattle and taking good care of those animals out there. Like everybody knows, you have to keep those waterers going and make sure they have some shade. And we always seem to take... Take as good a care of them as we can. I actually went out and visited a couple of my pastures last night. Gave them some salt and mineral. And the cows are looking pretty. They look good. And the calves are looking really good. And they're coming right up to me and pretty friendly. The pastures are holding up pretty well for me where I'm at. We I have a little bit heavier ground where uh, where my pastures are. And on the docket today is to get out to my other pastures, deliver some more salt and some mineral out there and check on everybody, make sure everybody is doing as well as they can do out in this heat. And I have fresh water running to them. I know the cows spend a lot of time standing in that water, dipping that tail and splashing it all over themselves. So they're looking up and looking looking pretty good for this year. Let's take a quick look at our weather for today. It's supposed to be 84 and sunny tonight, down to 61. Tomorrow is supposed to be up to 91 with a lot of sun, but some breezy weather. And tomorrow night is at 70, so we're not going to drop a whole lot. Saturday, 92, hot and humid. Just like fair weather usually is. Sunday, 77, but still humid with Scattered chance of rain. Monday, we're dropping down to 78, partly sunny. Tuesday, 82 and sunny. Wednesday, 85 and sunny. So we're going to have a lot of sun. It seems like pretty quick here. Only one Saturday late, there's a chance of rain also. And we'll hear more from Derek Dahlman when he comes on live with us. And our your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Markwart Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. 
We're going to get through some chores here and hear a little bit of music. But here we are for starting our morning. And everybody be happy to know that I heard from Bob. He sent some audio that we'll be hearing today. There was a text message on my phone when I got up this morning, and I was tempted to answer him right back, but I'm not sure what the time frame is from here to Europe, but he is he made it. They're seeing a lot of stuff out there and having a good time. Here we're a minute after 5 o'clock, and it's time to hear some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Crews are finally starting to slow the spread of Northern California's massive McKinney fire. The state's largest wildfire of the season is blamed for four deaths. Since the flames first erupted last Friday near the border with Oregon, nearly 58,000 acres have been scorched. The Biden administration is addressing abortion care through a new executive order. Mark Mayfield fills us in. The measure signed by Biden on Wednesday aims to safeguard access to reproductive health care, including traveling across state lines for abortions. Speaking at the White House, Biden said the recent Supreme Court ruling overturning abortion rights has unleashed chaos. He also applauded Tuesday's failure of an anti-abortion referendum in Kansas. I'm Mark Mayfield. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is in South Korea for talks after a controversial stop in Taiwan. Her stop in Taipei drew warnings and outrage from China, which considers the island part of its territory. She's in Seoul now for talks on a wide range of issues, including tensions with North Korea. There have been reports that the Speaker could visit the heavily fortified demilitarized zone. A Texas jury is still considering testimony and evidence in a defamation case against conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. The InfoWars host, who long suggested the Sandy Hook school shooting was a hoax, changed his tune Wednesday in court. As I said, here yesterday, uh, it's 100% real, and the media still ran with lies that I was saying it wasn't real on air yesterday. It's incredible. Jones has already been found guilty, but the jury will decide on compensatory damages owed to a family of one of the children killed in the 2012 attack. You're listening to NBC News Radio. And that's a little look at our national news here on Wax 104.5. Time to get back to some chores and get some music on. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our markets are brought to us by Rural Mutual Insurance. Let's get started with our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 136 to 145 with mixed at 110 to 135. Choice fed beef heifers are 135 to 142 with mixed at 99 to 134. Choice fed Holstein steers are 125 to 140 and a half with selects at 70 to 124. Cows are 75 to 105, with bulls at 74 to 98. Butcher hogs are 85 to 105. Sows are 74 to 81 and a half, with boars at 25 to 29 and a half. 
New crop market lambs are a dollar to a dollar twenty-five. Feeder lambs are a dollar seventy-five to two hundred five. Ewes are sixty to one twenty. With small goats, twenty-five to one hundred sixty dollars. Medium goats are seventy-five to two hundred forty-five dollars. Large goats are one seventy-five to two hundred ninety-five dollars. And nanny goats are twenty-five to two twenty. And let's swing on over to our futures. Live cattle for our futures for August. They're one thirty-seven ninety. Steady at one dollar. Uh, must be steady at one dollar thirty-two and a half cents. October is one forty-three ninety-five. Steady at one eighty-two fifty. December is one forty-nine ninety-five. Steady at one sixty-seven. A dollar sixty-seven and a half. Our feeder cattle for August is one seventy-nine thirty-five. With a change of one twenty two fifty, September one eighty two ninety with a change of one forty five, October's one eighty five seventy with a change of one dollar and fifty cents. Our lean hogs for August, they're sitting at one twenty one with with a steady at one fifteen. October's ninety five eighty five down thirty seven and a half cents. December's eighty seven forty down thirty five cents. And taking a look at our Chicago Board of Trade, our December corn is five ninety four down one and a half cents. December oats is at one is at three ninety four with no change from yesterday. November soybeans are at thirteen sixty eight down one and a half cents. And soybean meal for December is at four hundred dollars a ton, up two and a half dollars. And wheat for December is at eight forty nine, up five cents. And on to our dairy products. Barrels are one seventy nine, down nine and a half cents. Forty pound blocks are one eighty five, down three and three quarters. Our gray double A butters at three oh six, up three two and three quarters. Our class three milk futures for August is at twenty fifteen, down twenty eight cents. September nineteen ninety, down fifty cents. October down thirty nine cents to twenty thirty nine. November 2065 down 35 cents and December also down 35 cents to 2036 and that market is trending downward into next year. We're going to do some more chores and we're going to be hearing from our Alcivia program and we'll try to sneak Bob in there in his interview that he did in Germany. But let's get on to some more chores. But our weather around the area, Eau Claire's at 60 degrees, Medford 59, Rice Lake 57, Wausau 60 degrees, Green Bay 63 and partly cloudy, Marshfield 59, La Crosse 65, Madison 67, and Milwaukee down for the start of the Wisconsin State Fair, 73 and clear. And that's a little bit of the temperatures around the area. We better get going on our chores or we're never going to get done. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time again for our Olcivia Co-op Talk. All together in the state of Wisconsin serving you in a lot of different ways. And we're talking about some of the ways that Olcivia is engaged in community support. It is uh, something you probably recognize in many different ways. Ashley Schumacher is along with us, marketing manager for Olcivia. Uh, yeah, we tend to, uh, you know, as a Customers and visitors and patrons of the fair, we are there quite a bit, making sure that our customers and members are supported. And a lot of us have kids that are showing in the fair and everything else. So um, one thing that we are shifting 
towards as we move through our, you know, our first year as Alcivia and really trying to make the biggest impact that we have in the communities that we serve. One of those programs is our fair participation program. And I thought that would be a key thing to touch on today with you because we are in the throes of fair season. <laughs> if you haven't been to a fair yet, please get out there and enjoy and have a great time, eat some tasty food. But our program, um, the way we, the reason why we switched over to the fair participation program and really want to make sure that that um, hits home with our customers and members as much as it can is that we really want to support as many kids as we can. Um, this way, this program allows us to, you know, every kid from every family can submit a project um, we're at, of a livestock uh, option. Fair, um, fur and feather do are included in that. But we are have a link on our website that kids can submit, you know, tell us a little bit about their project, what they learned, how they did, and send us a picture. We want to see how you did, too. And then we'll send you $100. So it's something that this really allows us to impact as many kids in the communities and 4-H clubs and things as we can. Um, last year, we had about 75 kids submit their projects through this program. This year, you know, we're here at just the tail end of July, and there's quite a few fairs left on the docket, and we've already surpassed that. I'm really hoping that we can double that number from last year and support, you know, like I said, even more kids this year. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's take a little look at our farm news. Retail prices for fertilizers are floating loader this summer, according to retailers tracked by DTN for the fourth week of July. Even with seven of the eight major fertilizers prices dropping, none of them dropped more than 5% for the month. Nitrogen fertilizers dropped 1-3% to compared to last month. Potash was the only fertilizer that had a slightly higher price than last month. Most fertilizers cost more this year compared to past years, causing farmers to have an even tighter margins than in the past. Milk production in the 24 major milk-producing states totaled just over 18 billion pounds in June, up just three-tenths of a percent from last June, with California leading the way by producing almost 3.5 billion pounds with 1.7 million cows. Nationwide, production per cow equaled... 2,031 pounds in June, 20 pounds higher than last year. In Wisconsin, milk production was 2.68 billion pounds, up just 1% from last June with 1.27 million cows. While milk production per cow in Wisconsin averaged a little higher than the national average at 2,105 pounds, and that's up 35 pounds from last June. And Poland is buying soybean cake and meal. Private exporters have reported a sale of 135,000 metric tons of U.S. soybean cake and meal to Poland to be delivered during the 2022-2023 marketing year. The next marketing year starts September 1st for soybeans. And as I mentioned before, county fairs are still in full swing. Fairs in the area this week include the Buffalo County Fair in Mondovi, the Jackson County Fair in Black River Falls, the Wisconsin Valley Fair in Wausau, the Bloomer Free Fair in Bloomer, youth livestock shows, carnivals, stage entertainment, and horse and tractor pulls are a few of the activities at those fairs. Weather is predicted to be typical fair weather, hot and humid. And the Wisconsin State Fair starts today and runs through the 14th. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to move on to our longer uh, audio today 
And it's Stephanie's talking to Jennifer at Van Ost about cattle and protecting from the heat and cream puffs, corn dogs, all the good food available starting today. It's the Wisconsin State Fair at State Fair Park in West Dallas. Bob Bosold, a long way from West Dallas here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. But, of course, down there, Steph, you're going to see a, a lot of things beside food. Get into the rural end and see a, a lot of cattle, and you'll see how well taken care of these animals are. Because when you get into August, it can get pretty hot. Oh, yeah, Bob. And if we find ourselves in another heat wave or those temps pick up while you're showing at the fair, we know you're worried about your livestock. And luckily, there are resources for you to go to to help keep your animals not only safe, but productive. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I talked to extension specialist and UW professor Jennifer Van Oss. She says if you think it's hot outside, it's definitely too warm for your dairy cattle. And she walks us through how to prevent both short and long-term implications of heat-stressed cows. Thinking in the context of the Midwest, I know we consider ourselves more of a temperate climate, but heat stress is definitely a concern in our region for about half of the year. And from my perspective as an animal welfare specialist, I think that we actually underestimate the impact of heat stress on our animals sometimes. And so a lot of dairy producers are familiar with something called THI, which is the Temperature Humidity Index, which takes into account both air temperature and relative humidity, since we know that relative humidity can also increase the effects of the weather on the animals and not just the ambient temperature. And there's been a number of studies that have shown that milk production starts to to decline at a high THI value. So for a while, that was considered to be 72, and then more recently it was revised to 68. So I think those are the benchmarks a lot of producers are familiar with. But again, thinking about animal welfare, we know that production problems happen quite late in the cascade of responses that animals have to heat stress. So by the time milk production drops, it means the animals have already decreased their feed intake to try to produce less body heat, and they go through other physiological and behavioral changes. And some of these changes are that animals tell us that they're feeling uncomfortable and would like some kind of intervention like cooling resources. And that happens sooner than a THI of 68. So I like to advocate to dairy producers to think from the animal's perspective, look for the signs that your cows are showing you and intervene before you see that drop in milk production. But you also mentioned other factors that I think are really important. So solar radiation or sun exposure is a really important one. So here in the Midwest, it's pretty typical that our dairy cattle do have access to shade and are housed in barns, but of course we do have a population of grazing farms, and so it's really important in that situation that the cows have some form of shade. That's actually the first line of defense to keep them from gaining additional heat from the environment. So it's not just the temperature and the humidity, but definitely solar radiation is a huge factor. And I'm still surprised at that low number, 68, because we, I feel like people don't really feel that heat stress or get worried about, you know, their pets or whatever until it gets like to 90. But 68 seems pretty low. So how do you, how do you find a THI? Yeah, so it's there's a formula, but you can also find tables. So we have one through UW-Madison Extension. A THI of 68 would be equivalent to about 75 degrees Fahrenheit at a relative humidity of 20%, so pretty dry day. But if the relative humidity is as high as 90%, then you get a THI of 68 at only 69 degrees. 
And you're right. For people, it's not good to just go on when we feel hot because we're not the same as dairy cows. Dairy cows are essentially athletes working really hard to produce milk, and that means they generate a lot of body heat. So they're more sensitive than we are. And I feel like the worst that can happen is probably more than just decreased milk production. Why don't you walk us through the risk for dairy livestock when it does get too hot for them? Yeah, there are a lot of impacts. So it starts with the animal's natural adaptations to try to maintain their normal body temperature within a narrow range. So like all mammals, they have a normal resting body temperature just like we do. And so they'll start by showing signs that we can look for, like increased sweating. They'll start to breathe faster. They'll start to pant. They'll show behavioral changes like drinking water or standing around the water trough, looking for shade, looking for cooling resources, and also standing up instead of spending enough time resting. But then if the heat stress continues, they'll eat less, and that's because when they eat and they have ruminal fermentation, that generates a lot of body heat, so they'll eat less, and that's one of the major reasons why milk production will drop, because that's also associated with a lot of um, body heat generation. But if the heat stress persists and remains severe, you can also see impacts on their fertility, so reproduction is an essential bodily function, but that will start to shut down, and then in really extreme cases, animals can die from heat stress. So yeah, those long-term implications impacting, you know, the reproduction of a cow. What about, does that get passed on to the calf? So that's a really intriguing question. And my colleague here in the Department of Animal and Dairy Sciences, Jimena Laporta, she has done some research both in Florida, where she was before, and here in Wisconsin, looking at these multi-generational effects that you talked about. So they did some really intriguing research where they cooled dry cows during the end of the dry period, so at the end of the pregnancy, and these cows did not have any kind of soaker or fan cooling earlier um, in their pregnancies, and just by cooling them for that short period at the end of the pregnancy, it made a dramatic difference for those cows' own milk production in the next lactation, but also a lot of really important impacts on that fetus. So after the fetus was born, there were differences in birth body weight and growth and mammary development. And then for those heifers, as they matured, it also impacted their future production. So I think that that's a really important point that you raise, that heat stress impacts not only the dairy cow, but also the next generation. So they're still working to investigate, is there a way to overcome those effects? Because it's really important to realize that the impact is not just on the animal who's right in front of you today, but also on the future of the herd. Jennifer, you had already walked through some of those symptoms, you know, different behavior changes in your animals if they are becoming heat stressed. But what are some of those red flags that you know you need to do something right now? And what should you do immediately if you're if you notice your animals are getting under some stress? I guess I'll answer that in two ways. Um, one of the most noticeable signs of severe heat stress, I think that's easy for people to recognize, is panting. So if a cow is breathing heavily with her mouth open, with or without her tongue extended, but especially if you see her tongue sticking out, that means that she's experiencing acute heat stress and that she could use additional help coping. So that is one of the cow's natural coping mechanisms to try to lose body heat, but that's a sign that it's escalated pretty far already. We also advise people to measure respiration rates because that's an earlier indicator. So if you see that a cow is breathing at 60 breaths per minute or faster, that's a sign that she's beginning to struggle to cope, and it's better to intervene then 
instead of waiting for panting. And you can also look for signs like cows standing instead of resting in the stalls or being bunched around the water trough, but that's a little bit harder to quantify. So we usually say if you see more than one cow panting, then it's probably not just a fluke. And if you see a large proportion of the cows breathing above 60 breaths per minute, that's really a warning sign. Yeah, and let's start with those low-cost, fast, easy, maybe, and then we can go into more of those permanent uh, interventions. (laughs) So if if it's really an emergency, and I wouldn't say this is easy, but this is more just in a pinch, I would soak the cows with water, assuming they already have shade. So again, shade is absolutely the first line of defense. If your animals are in an uncovered kind of housing system, they absolutely need shade, because if they don't, it means they're producing a great deal of body heat, they're gaining heat from the ambient temperature, relative humidity, and solar radiation. So you need to make sure they have shade because otherwise they're gaining heat from solar radiation. So whatever heat they're losing, it's being counteracted. So that's absolutely a number one line of defense. Assuming they have shade, there's two other strategies. And so I guess this isn't necessarily an emergency situation. This is just best practice. So one is making that they ha- sure they have adequately fast air moving over them because that helps move the hot air away and bring in cooler air. So I'll talk about that more in a second. But the third strategy is soaking the cows. That means wetting them with enough volume of water to wet through the hair coat to the skin. And that also helps them dissipate heat. So a lot of farms have installed soaker systems either over the feed bunk where they turn on and off on a cycle while the cows eat or in the holding area for the milking parlor is another common place to cool cows with water. But I think that here in the Midwest, a lot of farms can get away with not having soaker systems if they have proper ventilation systems. And so um, if you have, for example, a naturally ventilated barn, it's really important to have fans over the resting stalls. I know some farms also have them over the feed bunk, but it's more important to have them over the resting stalls because that's where the cows should be spending half of their day lying down, and as they're lying down, they accumulate more heat, and then they end up standing up to try to lose that heat. Extension specialist Jennifer Vanna sharing what we should be thinking about over the next few months. It may only feel like we have three months of summer in Wisconsin, but for cattle, it's about half the year where that temperature humidity index can be too high. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Thanks, Stephanie, for that update. And remember, take care of those cattle. They're so important. We're going to do a little bit more chores, and then we're going to be heading to Travis Parr and Premier Livestock. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we have Travis Parr from Premier Livestock on the line. Pretty nice weather this morning. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I haven't quite got uh, stepped outside yet, but I'm just, uh, once we get done here uh, with you on the radio, we're going to get on the road. So, yeah, hope it's, hope it's a nice day. Always busy. It's not supposed to be quite so humid. The humidity is supposed to move in this weekend, so I'm not be, really looking forward to that. Yeah, exactly. Well, what happened over at Premier? 
All right, we'll catch everybody up. Good morning, everybody. This is kind of the way the livestock's traded the first, uh, first three days here at Premier Livestock. Uh, we'll start off with the market side of uh, the sale here yesterday. Uh, very active market on the cow market yesterday. The high-yielding cows mostly trading from 87 up to $1.01. Most of the market cows did trade from 72 to 86 and the low-yielding cows, 71 and down. Certified organic cows for Monday and Tuesday sales, uh, high-yielding cows, 91 to 115. We did top at 125. The low-yielding cows, 90 and down. Uh, fat cattle market this week, pretty steady all week so far. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 125 to 137. The low choice and select Holstein steers, 115 to 124. Choice beef steers and heifers this week trading 130 to 142. With the low choice and select beef steers and heifers, 129 and down. Choice dairy beef cross steers, 125 to 138. Uh, bull market this week, pretty steady again. High-yielding bulls, uh, 93 to 115, uh, did top at 125 on um, Tuesday's market. The planter quality bulls so far this week, 92 and down. Uh, baby calf market remains uh, pretty steady, 70 to 145 on the Holstein calves. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 30, and the quality beef calves do trade pretty good with 150 up to 355, and the light and poor quality calves are trading from 20 and down. Uh, yesterday had a dairy sale, uh, not a real big run yesterday. But the top quality of dairy milking cows yesterday pretty much trading from 1,700 up to 2,400. The good quality dairy cows, though, do trade from 1,200 to 1,675. And the low quality dairy cows, 1,150 and down. Uh, top uh, quality Holstein spring and heifers yesterday from 13 up to 1,875. The common spring and heifers, 1,275 and down. Shortbread Holstein heifers from 7 to 1050. And we did just a couple of breeding bulls in yesterday, and they kind of brought from 1,000 up to 1,650. We'll get underway here this morning at 11 o'clock with the sheep and goat sale. Move into the baby calves around 12 o'clock, and then get out of the market cattle at about 1.30. So you have cattle to bring in. Sure, be uh, sure to get them in on time here today. Just a reminder on the machinery sale, the lot is really filling up this week. So get that machinery in. Uh, August 26th will be that sale. So uh, please get your machinery in if you got some. Other than that, Jill, I think that's going to wrap her up, and uh, we'll finish up the week today. And it uh, looks like a really busy week next week, so I believe Rocky will be back on Monday to tell you all about that. Well, that was my next question. If you rather enjoyed seeing talking to me every morning, and if you were going to hang up your microphone and let Rocky take over well, again. Yeah, I'll let Rocky take over. He likes to do the market report. I get, I get to use my microphone every day when we sell all these cattle. So. Well, we all have our things that we do, right? That's right, exactly. All right, well, you take care and have a great day. All right, thank you. And that was Travis Parr from Premier Livestock. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be sliding on over to the weather. Well, it's time to slide on over and hear from Derek Dahlman. Good morning. Good morning. I caught you not outside today. <laughs> yeah, as I say, I didn't have much to say this morning. Just because the weather's so quiet, that's pretty nice. Oh, it looks like a beautiful day. Yes, it sure will. We have high pressure off to the northwest, and, well, that's going to dominate throughout our Thursday here. We are looking at lots of blue skies and sunshine, not to mention those dew points going to be into the comfortable 50s, so really no humidity to worry about. And with the light wind, we are going to see those temperatures right near average into the mid-80s. Going into tonight, we'll stay with clear skies, low 
lows do drop off into the upper 50s to around 60. Then for tomorrow, we'll see much of the same. Another beautiful day, lots of sunshine, high temperatures into the lower 90s there. Finally, as we do start off the weekend on Saturday, much of the day will stay dry, but we are tracking shower and storm chances uh, during the late afternoon into the evening as a cold front does move through. But it will be hot out there as we are going to see those high temperatures into the lower 90s. Right now in Eau Claire, it's currently 59 degrees. I'm Sky 113 meteorologist Derek Dahlman. Thank you, Derek, for that update. Man, I'm just looking forward to enjoying the day today. Yes, 1230. Cannot get here soon enough. I am ready to enjoy the great outdoors after work. Well, and you've had quite an adventure all week. Uh, yes, as I say, the the early mornings I've noticed are starting to catch up to me. I'm feeling a bit more tired today, even though I've had coffee, but we're getting through it, so no worries there. No worries. Have a great day. Yep, you too. Thanks. And that was Derek Dahlman from TV 13. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. The Markwart Motors is the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out at markwartmotors.com or on the lot. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Morgan McCarthy. And it's time to hear from Morgan McCarthy and the news. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start with an update out of Chippewa and the courts. A man being charged with homicide and arson for allegedly killing a woman, then setting a home on fire. Scott Vanigan made his first appearance in court yesterday for that fire in Chippewa Falls from July 27th. As officials say, the body of a woman was found in the home burned beyond recognition. Investigators were able to determine, though, that she was killed before the fire was set. The victim has not been identified. Vanigan faces up to life in prison. Authorities in Eau Claire say a man is facing felony charges for van- Vandalism. Tyler Goplin is accused of causing more than $2,500 in damage to his ex-girlfriend's vehicle and apartment last month. Officials say Goplin sent angry text messages to the victim prior to that incident, and that includes one that said he was in her apartment. Goplin is facing up to 10 years in prison. We have an update now from Winnebago County and know what caused a semi-truck driver to crash into a home. The sheriff's office says the driver was on I-41 in the town of Vinton last week when he fainted and went into a ditch, crashed through the fence, and hit a home on Green Valley Road. That's when an eight-month-old boy in the house at the time of the crash died. The sheriff's office says it was a medical event. No drug or alcohol use is suspected. Switching gears, we look to our political stage and see that there is some action there. Former Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish met in Pewaukee Wednesday with law enforcement leaders who support her bid to be governor. Clayfish promised that she'll put more cops on the street and... I promise I will fire District Attorney John Chisholm of Milwaukee County because I believe that these are the changes that must be made in order to make Wisconsin... Also appearing with Clayfish were former Vice President Mike Pence and former Governor Scott Walker, who both endorsed her. Now on Friday, former President Donald Trump hosts a rally in Waukesha for construction executive Tim Michaels, who he's endorsed. The winner of next week's Republican primary will face Democratic Governor Tony Evers in November. Calling all foodies and bring on the cream puffs. It's time for the Wisconsin Fair to open gates. Department of Safety and Professional Services, along with a third party, performed a final safety check yesterday of more than 40 rides. The fair turns 171 this year and runs through August 14th. If you want some more details on West Dallas, you can find an easy click online, 715newsroom.com. And it's not on a stick. It's in the freezer section. It's popular, and uh, it's not coming back anytime soon, right, Mark? The announcement that the Chaco Taco would be discontinued to help save on costs caused an uproar online. 
Fans everywhere grieved the loss of their ice cream snack and boxes of Choco Tacos were selling for hundreds of dollars online. On Wednesday, Klondike officials released a statement saying they've heard the complaints and they hope to bring the snack back in the coming years. For now, though, the Choco Taco is still officially discontinued. I'm Mark Mayfield. Maybe a frozen treat would taste good today coming out of the barn, but first those chores have to get done right, and you're probably the only one that'll do them. We'll send you back to Joe Welke, the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan, for that update. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Bob. Mother Nature has been wonderful to us as we begin our farm tour of Germany and Austria. we got some folks traveling with us from the Kadat, Stanley area, the Shebels, Becky, and Brian are with us. And Brian, this is something that your folks kind of encourage you to do, I understand. Yeah, well, they went to Germany back in the 70s and they said they had a good time, so it was always something on our bucket list. So, And were they right? They, they were right, yep. So what, uh, what have you seen so far in the first couple of days have been busy? We've seen a lot of the countryside and a lot of agriculture, even from the bus window, but on the side, too. Yep. Wagyu and everything. Yep. Well, so far, what I'm most impressed with is the uh, landscape, uh, the alpine landscape. Every it, When you see it in a TV or a picture, it, it's good, but when you see it in person, it's breathtaking, you know, so far. So that's really impressed me. and. And right now, it's dry weather. Everybody's making hay around here and much different than what we do at home. But uh, it's the way they they have smaller farms, and it's the way they do it over here. There's a lot of activity in the field, making yeah. this hay, getting it ready, because it's grass. It's not alfalfa. Right, yeah. And uh, really steep landscapes or steep hills that they're working on, and and uh, it's way different than at home, but it's it's the way they do it. So You can see some folks doing it by hand with rakes out there yeah. rolling this hay over. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were uh, on a really steep hillside, and they were actually raking it with uh, by hand. So enjoyed the food, enjoyed everything. Yep, so far everything has been good, and uh, really impressed with going to see the eagle's nest today and stuff like that. So uh, good trip so far. Yeah, we really had fun. Becky's also with us. Becky, so far highlights for you. We've seen a lot of different things in just a couple of days. Yeah. I love the houses, the decoration, the flowers, the site people are always friendly and outgoing i just everything was just gorgeous so as far as the, the cattle the eagle's nest we've seen uh salt mine, salt mine. we've seen uh, just a lot of stuff i got a darn kick out of salt mine because we got to slide down some slides <laughs> i felt like a kid again so that was a lot of fun i enjoyed that a lot you got flowers at home like they've got in their boxes on the houses i got flowers at home but not as good as theirs are no, they got beautiful flowers. I just don't how, how they get them to get, stay that gorgeous. You know, they're just awesome. Got a lot of pictures of them? Yeah. <laughs> All right, those are the Chibos from over in the Kanat. Also with us is uh, Larry and uh, Gail Legal. 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 Gail, <laughs> I should know. I go to church with them. But, uh, Larry, you're kind of a... A good luck charm. We've been on some trips where the weather dependent. One of them is Eagle's Nest. The other is Seamount Denali in Alaska. And what beautiful weather. Oh, it was absolutely perfect. I, I was mentioning to Gail, how do you do two in a row? Uh, Denali, uh, I, I remember that uh, I believe you were the one who told us that there's 65 days out of the year that you see the top of Denali. And the day that we were there was absolutely spectacular. And, and so is the Eagle's Nest. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, on our way to the Eagle's Nest, it was the same kind of uh, bluebird sky weather, and you could you could see it from afar. And 
uh, it was just just absolutely perfect weather, and, and uh, I, I took the trip uh, up the steps to the, the actual eagle's nest and the lookout, and uh, it's just one of those things that you see once in a lifetime, and you, you know you're not going to be back here, at least at my age, and uh, it's just really, really something to remember. It's a different way of life over here. These people are laid back out in the country. It's, I don't know if it goes back 100 years for us, whatever, smaller farms. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it reminds me of the small farm that, that I grew up in, southern Wisconsin, but obviously the topography is is different. Uh, but the, uh, the haying process was very interesting to me because we did some of that stuff by hand too back in the in the fifties and sixties, uh, but the way they uh, are able to uh, maintain space and and make efficient use of the land is what really impresses me. There was a uh, example of that this morning when we uh, went on our way to the Eagle's Nest. There was a I don't know if it was the Audubon, but an interstate system. And the exchange, uh, the uh, exit where we went off, and it's a roundabout type thing. And there was a little cornfield right in the middle of that public highway. So they just don't waste any space. No, they don't. They're very appreciative of what they've got. Gail's also with us. Gail, you went on a lot of trips without Larry and uh, with us to Alaska. How does this compare to some of the other places you've been? Oh, I think this is uh, one of the most scenic uh, uh, trips that I have taken. I, when you look around, uh, everything is so well kept. And that's a little tidbit from Bob. And we know he's over there and talking to people. But we have to get on with our chores. I'm going to do one more chore and then we're going to start moving into our markets. And it's 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, 59 degrees out there. And it is time to hear from Amber from Barron Equity. Fed cattle choice Holstein steers sold from $1.15 to $1.23. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from $1.14 and down. Cow cows, the top 20% sold from $73 to $83.50, topping out at $84.50. 60% sold from $63 to $72. And the bottom 20% sold from $62 and down. Cow poles sold from $90 to $110.50. Calves quality Holstein bull calves sold from $60 to $110. Quality Holstein heifer calves sold from 60 and down. Light and poor quality calves sold from 50 and down. Beef calves sold from 80 to 190. Our next sheep, goat, small animal, and beef sale is Saturday, August 20th at 10 a.m. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to the farm, please contact the Barron Market at 715-537-5618. Thank you and have a good day. Before we hear from Jerry Fitzgerald, we're going to slide on over to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eman. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high yield and choice beef steers and heifers, 142 to 150 the choice and select beef steers and heifers, 131 to 141 the dairy cross steers, 132 to 144 the high yield and choice Holstein steers, 128 to 136 the choice and select Holstein steers, 117 to 127 and the unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers, 116 and down. Cow market steady with the high yielding cows, 83 to 92 the cutters and utilities, 67 to 82 and the low yielding and canner cows. 66 and down. Bull market steady with most bulls ringing 95 to 110. And the thin, full, and bulls over a ton discount at 94 and down. 
Cavs today sold by the pound with the steady market with 8% of the whole season bowl. Cavs bringing 80 to 130. The quality whole season heifer calves, 30 to a dollar. The quality beef calves, 225 to 325. And the light and poor quality calves, 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Thursday, August 4th for our special dairy and feeder cattle sale with dairy cattle starting at 12 noon followed by feeder cattle at 1230. This is Hot Eamon at Equity Live Seconds. Part of with this marketing update and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I've got Jerry Fitzgerald on the line. What's happening up there in Stratford? Well, gentlemen, good morning to you. we got a beautiful morning. Sun's coming up, 59 degrees. Uh, uh, I don't think uh, the weather guy could even make it better than that, could he? Nope, it's just going to be a beautiful day. Well, we'll get right into the market report, Jill, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. All right, I thank you again, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford, and we'll start with the feeder cattle sale yesterday. Uh, most of the feeders yesterday in the beef line were the heavier weight cattle, and they were selling mostly from a dollar ten to a dollar fifty. In the Holstein line yesterday, lighter weight Holsteins from one hundred five to one forty five. Your middleweight Holstein feeder steers mostly from a dollar to a dollar thirty six. Heavier Holsteins uh, from ninety three to a dollar twenty two. Now, in the market auction yesterday, a very strong market on cows. Uh, yesterday, high-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows were selling from 84 to 99. We had a lot of fancy high-yielding beef cows from 99 to a dollar one and a half. Uh, most of the cows yesterday were selling between uh, uh, 60 and 83. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 60. On the uh, bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls are selling mostly from uh, 95 to a dollar 12. Lighter bulls below 90. Very strong fed cattle market also yesterday. Choice grading Holstein steers are selling from a dollar 18 to a dollar 30. High yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins from 130 to an extreme top of 142 and a half for packages strictly prime Holsteins. Select grading cattle under finished cattle. Big heavy over finished cattle 150. Below. Now into the calf market. Also uh, fully steady on the calves yesterday. The better quality bull calves are selling from 70 to 150. Uh, fancier bull calves up to 170. Uh, beef calves, good demand, mostly from uh, 150 to three and a quarter. Okay, Thursday here at Stratford today. We start at 11 o'clock this morning with a market auction. We do sell market cows today. Uh, and of course, uh, fed cattle, bulls. We get the little baby calves after lunch, 12, 1230 in that. As afternoon, and just keep in mind, our next uh, hay and straw sale will be next Tuesday. Our next feeder cattle auction will be next Wednesday. So, Joe, we'll turn it back to you. You enjoy this beautiful day, and uh, we'll talk to folks tomorrow. And, uh, well, uh, you got any plans to go to fairs today or anything? Or? Well, I have to flip a coin. I'm either going to go to Mondovi or I'm going to go to Black River Falls. Oh, well, they'll take one today and one tomorrow, you know. Well, I think it's going to be one today, one tomorrow, one Saturday. I could probably even do one Sunday, but we'll just see how far I can spread myself. Well, that's good. That way you don't have to, never have to worry about at home, do you? <laughs> that's right. All right. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford Equity. Let's take a look at our markets. December corn from the Chicago Board of Trade. December corn is at five ninety four, down one and a half cents. Oats for December is at three ninety four. No change from yesterday with soybeans for November at thirteen sixty eight, down a dollar or down a penny and a half. With December wheat at eight forty nine, up five cents. 
Country elevator prices, wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location is at 593 and 1402. Doomer's Grain of Holman is at 609 and 1485. Golden Plumper and Arcadia corn's at 615. With Baldwin, corn is at 605 and 1442. Duran, $6 and 1437. Mondovi, $610 and 1442. Elmwood is at 610 for corn and 1447 for soybeans. Fall Creek is at five ninety five and fourteen seventeen. Osseo is at six fifteen and fourteen forty seven. Elk Mount is at six oh five and fourteen seventeen. Sparta is at six twenty eight and fourteen twenty. Ellsworth's at five eighty five and fourteen twelve. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville's at six forty five. Stanley's at six fifty two and New Richmond's at six forty seven. And over to our cheese markets, barrels are at one seventy nine, down nine and a half cents. 40-pound blocks are 185, down three and three quarters. And gray AA butters at 306, up three, two and three quarters. Class three milk futures, August is at 215, down 28 cents. September's 1990, down 50 cents. October is down 39 cents at 2039. And those markets are trending downward through the rest of the year. I've got a few more chores to do, but remember, and that's what I have, all the things I have for you today. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.